0: So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, welcome back to another episode of Smarter Vet Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Tom Seco, and also co-founder of Florida Veterinary Advisors. We are a advisory firm that works in over 20 states. And uh, at the same time, I wanna mention, if you've not had an opportunity to check it out, uh, CJ and I, we worked very hard to put this together for the veterinary community. We created the five foundational steps to financial balance. It's a five part video mini series, absolutely complimentary to you. You don't have to do anything to get it. You just have to go to the website and you can go there by visiting series.flvetadvisors.com. It'll also be in the podcast description. So if you want to go check it out and you're like, hey, where do I go next to my finances? Or you're looking for a second set of eyes. It's always a great spot to go take a look at. So with all that being said, I've got a very exciting guest today. I'm really pumped to talk with her because uh, it's a lot around education and training and uh, I, I love just being able to educate more people is one of the reasons why we put together this podcast. And uh, I've the person I have with me today, she is an, a veterinarian with an extensive career in corporate medicine. She's the creator of Woof You Training University in VCA. So if you do work for VCA, you might be familiar with it. And she is the founder of Ignite, which is an educational platform designed to improve the well-being of veterinary teams and clients. So a lot of great resources. She'll talk a little bit more about that. But I'd like to bring Dr. Jill Clark into our conversation. Thanks for joining me today, Jill.
1: Oh, gosh, Tom. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this conversation.
0: Perfect. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's some people you've had some really great conversations with throughout your career, and I'm sure people who might be listening to this might know who you are. But for the listeners who don't know who you are, you know, could you please share just a little bit about your background, just to give them a little plug into who you are?
1: Sure, no, I I am a veterinarian. I practiced for about 10 years. I was with a really progressive, wonderful group of um, doctors, six doctor practice. And they sold to a roll-up group, uh, National Pet Care Centers. And I came across with them as the vice president of operations. That was an eight hospital group that grew to 80 um, and learned certainly a lot along the way there. VCA bought us in 2004. Came over with BCA and, and managed 22 general and specialty practices for them, about $50 million worth of revenue. Mm. Um, really learned a lot, as you might imagine. I'm um, in the vice president of operations with MPC. You get all these great strategic, wonderful plans. And in BCA uh, with direct P&L responsibility, I realized how difficult that is to right. execute on those high in the sky kind of ideas, but, and then really had a passion for learning and uh, In managing those practices, it was really obvious that those hospitals that developed their people really had better outcomes across the board, patient outcomes, client satisfaction, and also financial reward. So um, VCA didn't have a a formal corporate university at the time, and and, uh, I moved to their headquarters in Los Angeles and was really grateful to their leadership for letting me join the executive team and start that you? Um, their stock ticker was wolf um, before <laughs> it recently, but, cool. um, and, and so we had about 24,000 learners Tom and everybody from kindle attendant and, and kids in high school who were working part time to triple boarded veterinary specialists. So it really was an amazing journey to try to make sure that learning was specific for them and, um, and, and really was meaningful and could get long-term results. That, that practice. So I started my own company, Ignite, which is really kind of an offshoot of that passion in 2016, really with the goal of, you know, trying to make sure that we have a bigger influence or I have a bigger influence on the patient outcomes or the lives of pets, essentially, by helping multiple hospital staff and doctors upskill versus what I could do when I was in my single practice. And so I think any veteran who leaves practice kind of probably has that in the back of their mind and Ignite really is my passion to, to help those who don't have high quality education. Like we were able to fund at VCA to bring that to, to anybody who wants it. And that's a, that's includes globally.
0: Awesome. That's actually really cool. So like, from what I understand, you started Ignite in 2016, what made you like gave you that desire or that fire underneath you to say like I need to create this?
1: You know, I've been thinking about it for a long time. Um, it I wanted to bring kind of a new type of learning. It was it was clear that learners Wanted something that was shorter chain, not long e-courses. We, you know, in veterinary medicine, we've been lectured to. That's how we've learned. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned in vet school. And that's how we go to big conferences and we learn. But that's really not how adults want to learn, uh, not modern adult learning. And so I wanted to, to really try some things. And I had a couple of incredible mentors who said, jump off the cliff and start your own company, which was scary in its own right. Um, but really wanted to make a significant difference by adding community. So we have our, our learning really at Ignite is three things. It's traditional learning and also short chain learning. We do micro learning. A lot of what we do is five minutes or less on how to do mm-hmm. anything. Um, we also have a faculty of experts who help our veterinarians with cases and we very video heavy platform. And then specific role role specific training for each one of the people in the hospital. As you know, sometimes uh, there's a lunch and learn that comes in and really it's aimed at the veterinarian and everybody says, oh, I hope the receptionist gets 10% of this and can do better. Mm -hmm. What we've done is we've cracked that apart and said, here's exactly what you need to know, CSR, to be great at your job. And it's just for you. And then we've done that for five job roles, a practice owner, practice manager, veterinarian, technicians and in our front desk teams. So I really want to make sure that each one of those people had their moment of real clear, concise education.
0: Right. That's really cool. I, I know we have something on our side where when we're working with practices and everything, we call it uh, Wealth Steps, and it's designed to provide uh, financial education and different guidance for the entire team. So I think it's cool how, how you uh, approach the education to try to help everyone in there versus just the, uh, let's say the, the people like the veterinarians or the owners of the practice. So that's, I really like that. And the the micro learning is a a really cool concept that I feel like is something much needed in today's day and age with the amount of uh, attention spans that most of us have when it comes to just all the social media and different things that are out there. It's hard to sit there for an extended period of time and continue to learn.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Ignite has an app. And so, uh, you know, a a technician can have ignite in their back pocket and be in the radiology suite and need to be reminded of the radiographic positioning for an elbow on a cat, for example, and quickly whip that out. Two minutes later has some, you know, tried and true um, methodology for that they can trust and then get on about their day. I think we, we want to store less and less in our brains these days and having just in time learning uh, really appealed to me and certainly has appealed to our members as well.
0: Okay. Well, it makes me seem like makes me feel like we need to adjust a little bit of the things that we're doing ourselves. So I think it's a great thing you just shared here. So, well, cool. So to, to pivot with Ignite, you know, if, if we could boil it down into just a couple sentences or so, or what made you really, what, what do you see in the veterinary community or in the practices that you felt like Ignite was really needed? What did you see were some of the challenges or some of the struggles that were happening within the practices for the people that weren't veterinarians and the owners?
1: You know, I think really what the work you're doing, Tom, kind of triggers a little bit is there's, there's a handful of veterinarians that are amazing at, this, at the business of veterinary medicine, but there's a whole lot that don't know anything about it. And they're going day to day just trying to do what someone taught them to do. Mm -hmm. So it it was really important to try to make sure that that I had a solution for the small practitioner on a a, in a strip mall someplace with three or four or five staff that didn't have the resources to upskill and be that progressive practice, you know, potentially because they felt like finances were in the way of that. We wanted to make that affordable for them so that they could have that experience, too, because we all know that every person in the practice actually contributes dramatically to the financial success of the hospital you know we all hang our hat on the veterinarian sometimes but the reality is that csr who can fill an appointment book or Mm -hmm. or capture new clients is doing every bit as much as as the folks behind the door and on and on through the practice so having that ignite is really focused on trying to make sure that we have very practical information we can prove an roi and that it's we give you all the tools that you, that you need to execute on that. Mm. Um, one of the things, that I, the frustrations I think that happens when you're in corporate medicine is a lot of incredible programs come your way and you push it out to the hospital and it's like the 50th program that has come you know, right. to them and they're, they're paralyzed, they can't do anything. So we say, um, learn it today, use it tomorrow. That's one of our things that we do at Ignite. And so we try to package it up and give you the forms and templates and checklists in the learning and, you know, even best practices on how to execute on that particular, th- whatever it may be, um, that you or your staff is learning at the time so that you really can use it
0: versus, awesome.
1: you know, overwhelming program of the month club.
0: Right. No, I, I like the, the practical standpoint and I, yeah, I would hundred percent agree with you on that, where your, your team and everyone that's a part of the, the practice, everyone is important. Uh, especially if you don't have certain people, then you'll start feeling the pain of it either, especially if it was an owner at the same time, they're going to start feeling the pain of, you know, the receptionist leaves and who's going to be handling that or, you know, a technician leaves in the business or all, all those different components are just, it's, it's huge to to keep a a profitable and a smooth running business. And then also to keep the happiness of people up. So I, I like that you're approaching that, educating them with that information. So so what What would you say like from ignite standpoint, what is with some of the content and the things that are being pushed on there, what do you feel is that the Ignite platform, because it's being practical because I know you'd mentioned that, you know what are some other things that you would say is really the Ignite platform is helping these practices with the uh, people that are working inside of it? like how is it really improving their their overall well-being?
1: You know that's that's a great question. Um, as I mentioned, one of the differences between us and what I'd created before was community. And we have a very strong, well-curated community. Um, so every job role, so for example, practice owners have their own community, very very private, just for people in that role. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a place where, where they can learn from each other. You know, we're, we often say at Ignite we're crowdsourcing knowledge in some ways because a practice owner and we've had this happen, uh, been in practice 35 years, someone someone uh, to the group said, I've been in practice 35 years, I never knew what EBITDA meant, mm-hmm. and I've never felt comfortable asking, because at the VMA, I'm supposed to look like I know what I'm doing, and to my staff, I'm supposed to know what I'm, look what I'm doing, so we've really provided a safe place for people to have conversations about things they wanted to know, but maybe for whatever reason didn't feel comfortable doing so, and that community piece, we are like I said, curated, I mean, we are super specific about what can and can't go on there. Mm-hmm. And so it's very positive, very supportive. We we make sure that it's not a happy birthday place, you know, it's a place to really talk about issues and things that are of that concern. So that I think having that safe place to go has been a big deal. And then as I mentioned, um, managing multiple practices, one thing that I became super obvious early on was that People reinvent the wheel every day at a practice, and that takes such time to do that. So forms, template, templates, documents, handouts—all this stuff that people make—you know—I'd go to one of my practices, and they'd say, "I've got a full-time equivalent making a technician tier program." And then you go to the next practice, and they go, "Oh, I've got a full-time equivalent working on a technician tier program," and it'd drive <laughs> me crazy. So one yeah. of my passions became giant resource library of very practical things because i want these i want hospitals to be able to take them customize them make them better put them back into the community and you know high tide lifts all boats so hopefully over time all of this stuff will be there and and uh, no one will have to start from scratch on something they'll have a super well thought out document to at least you know start to call their own and and customize
0: that's interesting that's actually really cool i I love the community aspect of it because that's where And especially when people know that they have a safe space that they can talk to, talk to others, get a little bit more direction. Um, I will say it's very tough out there, even from the financial side of things from my side is like, you know, so many people go out there and use, uh, I'm sure you might know that the term of this is Dr. Google. So people are going Mm -hmm. out there and trying to find all this information and then everyone has an opinion about something. And, you know, most people, I feel like they come to us cross-eyed saying, I don't know what to do which actually talks a little bit with the handouts and the things that you're talking about, recreating the wheel. (laughs) So everyone's everyone's trying to figure out all these different things. And then by the time the end of the day, it's like sometimes people either never get things done or at the same time, it seems like, you know, they they waste a lot of time really not making the progress that they need. So I think that's a really incredible resource, it sounds like, that Ignite is being able to provide for all these teams. And
1: one other quick piece to that puzzle that I, that I didn't mention was we the, when I talk about community, there's definitely a place for them to speak among themselves, but we also have experts in things like HR, uh, personal finance, hospital design, a lot of other other kind of thought leaders that are available to them. And HR is, you, you know, you talk about something that simplifies, simplifies their life. HR is probably the number one for practice managers, practice owners and veterinarians oftentimes is really having someone to, to pop in say, here's my dilemma, what do I do? And have a, you know, a very credible source give information back. So we, we not only cover the specialties, we, our, our app, uh, our point of care app for veterinarians also has all the specialty disciplines for consults and, and training and discussion, but also has non-medical experts that are also in there guiding discussion and, and helping um, our customers out with whatever their need is of the day.
0: Okay. So like the, the the concept that's is getting on ignite as well, who's creating it and how are you finding the people to put things on there?
1: So um, the bulk of our stuff is is on from our expert faculty. So we have um, 23 different specialists and others who are uh, you know work with us. There's so many veterinarians out there, Tom, that want to teach
0: mm-hmm. and don't have
1: an outlet for that. I I thought it might be a little harder to find people and that we've just got this amazing group of people who said, hey, I, I want to teach. I, you know, I'm in a private specialty practice or whatever, and I'm not getting what I need there. I'd, I'd be happy to help you. So we've had, um, we, we certainly have that that group. And then we try to go find the best that we can in the industry. Otherwise, like I mentioned HR Mendigo, um, the person who does that is, has um, been an HR director for huge multi-site um, hospitality companies. And so can really relate to the variety of employees that vendorings have, and also the multi-site, multi-state piece to that. So we really just try to find the best we can to be that expert. And then they provide, have a a certain amount of learning content they produce. And then we also do these uh, express virtual conferences where we have outside people that come in and do these one day, one topic, like I say, learn it today, use it tomorrow, topic uh, conferences. And those have been, of a big deal to add uh, learning content as well.
0: That's really cool. So you got a lot of experts that are pulling things together and creating the content. Where do you, where do you see that the uh, Ignite platform is going to go from here?
1: Um, our next step is, is to really reach out to more global markets. We have some strong interest um, outside of the U S and I think kind of our mission of how do we help those people that don't have the quality of education we have here in the U S who are seeing pets and, and caring for clients do better so um, our next step is really to to look at a global push mm-hmm. and then we're also right now working on we have a whole video crew um, animators and editors and all that work with us so that's really kind of the core of what we do so we're also um just now getting started with some client education videos that are in the same kind of high hollywood-esque kind of thing that we do that we'll have for hospitals to use as a resource as well
0: Okay, so you're going to expand your reach globally, keep adding content. You know, let's say that there are people listening right now that uh, you know are working for a practice or their owners. Uh, what would you suggest would be something simple that they can go do right now if they're interested in wanting to just take a step somewhere to improve the well being in their business?
1: Well, of course, I'm going to talk about learning, right, Tom? Um, yeah, <laughs> but of course. I think the first thing to when you get busy or you're stressed, or you're, you know, under understaffed, the first thing to go is learning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, don't have time for it. Can't afford to pay somebody, you know, to, to take a course or whatever it may be, all the excuses we get. But the sad part is, if we can upskill that person, that one technician might be able to do the job of two, and you don't have to hire that one that left back, right? So, it's so vital, but it's so hard for us intuitively to do it because we don't measure it and we don't measure an ROI. So that's why I said in, in Ignite, we many of our programs, we show you how to measure an ROI, but whatever you do, find out what you want to do at your practice and do better. Um, if you're frustrated with that front desk because they don't do whatever it may be, and you're having to step in and do it, teach them how to do it or replace them and get someone who you can teach how to do it. But it learning just lasts so long and is so impactful. If we can just make time for it and kind of get out of that mindset that it doesn't have a value to it, because it absolutely does.
0: Right, that's cool. There's actually a book that I I, I love that I read probably a couple of years ago. It's called The Slight Edge, and it talked a lot about you know the biggest thing he kept on pushing on it was like reading books, and I'm I'm a huge book reader, and people always like that I talk to they I asked them I'm like hey. Do you read any books or what kind of stuff are you enjoying these days? And sometimes they're just like, I don't have time for it. And the one thing that he kept on pushing in there was that like, if you read 10 pages a day, if you just made it a point to read 10 pages a day, within about 20 days, you're going to read an entire book. And, you know, even if you were to take that initiative, even when we, we talk with students or different people all the time, you know, I love that aspect of when you say learning, it's just like, if you can take just even start somewhere, like spend a few minutes just trying to learn something and, and making it part of your routine and your habit of stuff. Like, I feel like that can, it can change the needle just that 0.1% and completely just change the way you view things and the success that your business has and everything else. So I think that's a very valid tip that you brought in there, Jill. I think that's really awesome.
1: Great. Yeah. It's, I think veterinarians typically want to control everything and Mm -hmm. be the wisest person in the room. And so therefore we think we don't have time to create a, a lunch and learn lecture on how to answer the phone better, whatever it may be, but they don't have to do that. They need to, to tap their team and challenge them to go come up with a presentation and give that to their staff and let that person feel elevated and empowered and take that load off of you. But it's we're just wired to be entrepreneurial and do everything ourselves, you know, or if they're not, someone's not doing it fast enough, we'll do it ourselves. Right. And uh, that's really, I think a, wrong thinking when you're trying to run a business.
0: Yeah. Well, I've noticed that, uh, you know, veterinarians are very smart people and they tend to try to do a lot of it on their own. And then one day they finally have someone that comes across in front of them and they're like, oh, can you do this for me? Cause I can't, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I think it's just, a, you know, I have kind of those qualities myself. I'm kind of a perfectionist. So it's taken me a long time to let go of things and be willing to just accept to let other people do things. And Um, There's actually some really valid advice that I remember learning from someone that was like, if you're working with someone and you're willing to, you know, they're doing about 80% of what you are, what you want. And that other 20%, like maybe it's not so good. You can help them and bring them up higher, but at least you, they're satisfying to a certain proportion of the business that it at least is handling the things that you want it to do and just be willing to accept the others, different things and work with them to try to improve it. And I always thought that was very valuable, especially when you're working in teams or with other people, because it can be very easy to like micromanage and be obsessive over others. And uh, it can make it hard for other people to do their jobs right. So I think that's some awesome thing. So anyway, with all this being said, if, if anyone who's not familiar with Ignite, I'm going to make sure I include information to the site uh, so you can be able to get, uh, if you're interested in it, want to go sign up, want to join the community, I think it's a great resource for everyone. And I have one last question for you, Jill, just uh, completely different from Ignite. If, if you were, so let's say, stuck on an island and you were only allowed to have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, pizza
1: just like jumps to my mind, <laughs> but then chocolate kind of starts. But Pizza would probably be more wholesome, so I guess I'll go with that.
0: Well, you could do chocolate pizza. I mean, combine the two, right?
1: Chocolate pizza, that would be something. Right. Right. Yeah. The, those two fight, fight amongst themselves a lot with me, but pizza for sure would be, would have to be delivered somehow.
0: Yeah. Well, do you, uh, do you like meat pizza or are you more of a, a veggie person?
1: I'm really sort of a veggie person. I, I don't know. I go back and forth on, uh, whether I'm a carnivore or an omnivore, but <laughs> uh, hey.
0: anyway, every everything in balance, White right now it's
1: mushroom and onion.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be for a while, I used to be like a huge like the meat lover person. And over as I'm getting older and older, I'm realizing I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. So uh, but you know, pizza pizza's a good way to go. Maybe you can do the dessert pizza with the chocolate on it. That might be a good one. But yeah, this is uh this is what's yours, awesome. Tom. Mine's actually pizza too. So I love oh, pizza. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's the the complete, full, complete meal because then it's like you got the dough, you get your your carbs, you got your sauce. You got your cheese for the fat and everything else. Either some other kind of veggies on it for some other the greens and nutrition. You got some like peppers and some mushrooms, maybe a little bit of sausage. Boom, good all day long. So yeah. And then if you do the stuffed crust, which is like this huge craze these days, stuffed crust all over the place. And I'm like, man, that is like so bad, but so good. I'm like, can I just eat that all day long? So uh, it's dangerous. <laughs> but anyway. Well, so it it has been awesome, Jill. I appreciate you taking some time with me today. I've really enjoyed the conversation with you. um, And I appreciate you being a guest on our show.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks for what you're doing for the profession too.
0: Absolutely. Well, so again, if anyone who is listening and you're curious about Ignite, or if you are familiar with Ignite, make sure to give a shout out to Jill. Otherwise, I will provide some information in the podcast description. Go check it out. And if you haven't had a chance, go take a look at our mini series, the five foundational steps to financial balance. Uh, You can find it at series.flvetadvisors.com. It's available in our description too. Uh, But for now, smarter vets. hope you have a great rest of your day. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Only, guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. 2021120592
1: expires May 2023.